We like to make it as hard as we can on people, so we we wrap the mic cord around and hide it and do stuff like that. Sorry about that, Sherry. <laughs> Sherry and Christy and all of our um, all of the workers and people that that make the um, child care happen here are amazing, and it's such an awesome program. And so, thank you um, for all that you guys do. Um, it's really great. Um, let me just pray for us before we get get going, Father. We come before you today and just pray, Lord, that your word would speak to us um, as we continue to look into the book of Colossians and talk about being rooted, Lord. I just pray that each and every one of us this morning uh, would just feel your presence, that we would experience you today, and pray, Lord, that today would be another, another day of focus and transformation. And, Lord, I just pray that this would be a continuation of you making us who you've called us and created us to be, Lord. And so uh, we come before you today, and we just offer ourselves to you. Amen. Well, good morning, first off. How's everyone doing? All right. Um, that we're, we're in our third week of our Rooted series, um, and, and we're looking through the book of Colossians. Where, um, we really have one main verse that we're going to get into here in just a second. Um, but, but I just want to start with kind of our, one of our, our theme thoughts for um, the series of Rooted, and that's this. In order to be who God created us to be, we must be rooted in an authentic relationship with Christ. All right, you're going to hear that every week. So that I'm just starting you off this week. In order to be who God created us to be, in order to be who God created you to be, we must be rooted in authentic relationship with Christ. Our roots, when we talk about being rooted, our roots, what gives us what gives us strength, what keeps us going, what 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 roots us is a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not church attendance it's not being really good it's not it's not it's not anything we can do it's Jesus Christ it's a relationship with Christ and so this is our third week of this series the first two weeks um, we were talking about a couple different things in our first week we were really focused on knowing God and in this month, we're working on prayer and fasting, and so this is a month where we've challenged all of you to pray every day and to fast. And, and the first week, we were really focusing on knowing God more, and the idea that in order to be who God called us to be, we need to know who God is, and when we know who God is, we know who we are, and that helps us be rooted. Our roots are started in prayer. Our relationship with God is our root, roots of faith. The, last week we focused on being fruitful. Uh, and so the more we know God, like in, in week one we focused on knowing God, last week we focused on being fruitful. The more we know God, the more that God will transform us into his likeness and the more we'll have an impact on those around us, the more we'll be fruitful. And so once again, in order to be who God created us to be, we must be transformed into the image of God. We must become Fruitful, And so this last week we were praying a prayer. We, we made a list of the get rid ofs and a list of the make me an instrument of. And that's from Colossians 3. If you missed last week, you can catch up really quick. Colossians 3 gives you a good list of things to get rid of and a good list of things to make me an instrument of. So that was our prayer this last week. Well, I'm going to start. Let's get back into our um, kind of our theme text for this series. It's Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And we'll re I'll read it to you here. Um, verse 9 says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His <clears throat> will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. 
For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So our themes so far were knowing God. We see in Colossians 1, 9 through 14, the first thing is that Paul's prayer for, for the church of Colossae is that they would first off know God and know God's will. Last week we talked about being fruitful. The, the second thing he says is when you know God's will, you will become fruitful. You will be transformed and become fruitful. And today our theme is this, the power source. This is big stuff today. I'll be honest with you, I feel pretty weak today just physically. I don't feel good, but I got good news. We've got a power source. That doesn't matter. You, you're all pretty weak sometimes. You're probably weak all the time in comparison to you. Do you ever think about how small you are in, in the scope of everything that's going around, on around? I got good news for you. We have a power source, the greatest power ever, the power that created this massive world. We have that power source. So today, we're going to talk about our power source. In verse 11, after it says, knowing God and bearing fruit, in verse 11 it says, being, being strengthened with all power, patience. Today, we're talking about the power source. Several years ago, there was a commercial. It was a Gatorade commercial. You guys probably remember seeing it. Um, it. A bunch of athletes were running around a field. I think it was soccer, maybe football. And you could see they were sweating out the color of the Gatorade they drunk. Ha have any of you, do you remember that commercial? Okay, not many of you. But these athletes, they're running around and they would, you'd see the orange sweat. Or they, another one would be running around, you'd see the red sweat. And the whole idea, was that Gatorade was the power source that helped you be the athlete that you needed to be. And so what we saw was that this power source was being sweated out. You could tell that those athletes were doing what they needed to do because they were sweating out that power source. Gatorade was their power source. What's your power source? Let me ask you that question. Really think about this. In your faith relationship with God... What is your power source? What is it that gives you the power to live and to walk in faith every day? What is it that is your power source? Here's the thing. I think it's really easy for us to miss the greatest asset we have, and that's the power source of Jesus Christ. It's very easy for us to get mixed up in what our power source is. It's very easy for us to think that our power source comes from somewhere else. What kind of things do we think our power source comes from? Sometimes we can get confused and, and think that our power comes from the works that we do. Like if I just do enough good things, if I just do what's right, then I'll be great and I'll be powerful. And if I build this, this body of work, then I'll be powerful and God will do great things because I've worked hard. That's not where our power comes from. Our power doesn't come from our work. Maybe it's our self-righteousness. We in, in the church, and I t I'm talking about the big church, we're pretty good at these do's and don'ts list. We're pretty good at these, this is, this is how you, you're righteous, and this is how you, you really mess that up. And so if you stay away from this, and listen, we prayed about it all week, get rid of this stuff. Make me more, make me an instrument of this. Sometimes we can get caught up in the idea of self-righteousness. That if I do the right things and I don't do the things that are wrong, I'm going to be good enough and I'm going to be powerful and I'm going to be who God created me to be. And listen, listen, we should do the right things and we shouldn't do the wrong things. But that's not where our power comes from. Self-righteousness will not give us, will not make us who we were created to be. Maybe some of you think your history. Hey, I'm a fourth generation Nazarene, or I'm a, I'm a tenth generation Christian, or do you know who my grandfather was? Do you know I'm related to Billy? I'm not related to Billy Graham. I'm just saying you could think this. I don't, are any of you related to Billy Graham? Because that'd be cool if any of you were. 
No, okay. But, but maybe some of you just think, hey, it's in my blood. It's in my, it's in my history. Like, it's who I am. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm Pastor Bob's son. Woo! <laughs> I am. I, I mean, you know that, right? <laughs> I, I cry all the time. There's not much power in that. <laughs> There's really not. He gives really powerful bear hugs. Um, that's about it. Um, your power doesn't come from your history or, or who, who you've been or where you come from. Those are not the sources of our power. And if our faith is powered by any of those things, we will not become who God created us to be. I want you to understand this today. This is important. This is really important for you. The power source behind everything that we do, the power source behind your relationship with God, the power source behind our worship service today, the power source behind this church and this, these ministries is not our greatness or our works or our righteousness or our name and our history. The power source is Jesus Christ. And if we're not working in the power of Jesus Christ, we're empty. We got nothing. We've got nothing. If your faith is powered by any of these things, we won't be who God created us to be. We'll turn into something that we weren't meant to be. Think about the self-righteousness thing. I think about the Pharisees in Scripture. They weren't who God created them to be because they were too wrapped up in their self-righteousness. In order to be who God created us to be, we have to be plugged in to the power source. Our roots have to be rooted in the power source in Jesus Christ. And so Paul shows us here in chapter 1 that it starts with knowing God. Knowing nation and fruitfulness and knowledge of God will be the power source in our lives. In the access service tonight, um, we've started a series on the book of Nehemiah called Lasting Resolutions. And the story of Nehemiah is an incredible one. Tonight, what we're going to be talking about is the fact that, that Nehemiah, if you don't know the story of Nehemiah, he accomplished something amazing. He rebuilt the wall in Jerusalem, not by himself, but he was the one that made a lot of that happen. Now, he would tell you that God made it happen. And so what we talked about last week was that, that what happened was he found out that God's people were struggling and were messed up because the wall was broken down and they were living with no defense and it broke his heart. And so last week our question was, what breaks your heart? But, but this week what we're talking about, and this is really cool, is that when Nehemiah's heart is broken, guess what he does? He immediately goes before the Lord in prayer. Because Nehemiah knew that his power source wasn't his ability, his power source wasn't his name, his power source was God. And he accomplished something great in that. This is important. If you're living out a faith that is not connected to the ultimate power source, you're missing it. And so I want to look at three ways. Um, I want to look at three ways that, that being connected to the power source gives us the strength to be who God created us to be. And then we're going to do something a little bit different today. Usually we have pastoral prayer sometime before the sermon. And you've probably noticed this month we're doing things a little bit different with prayer. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these three ways that the power source gives us the power to be who we were created to be. And then after the sermon, we are going to pray through that together. And so we'll just start here. The first way that God's power works in us is in transformation, making us holy. We've been praying all week about God making us holy and fruitful. We've been praying all week, Lord, help me to get rid of these things and help me to be an instrument of these things. Listen to me very carefully. The only way that you can be transformed into the image of God is through the power of God. The only way that you can be transformed into God's image is through the power of God. You can't, you can sit there every day and you can say, I'm gonna be better today. I'm gonna be holy. I'm gonna be perfect. You can't do it. 
on your own. You become holy. Can you become who God created you to be? So I want to look into Colossians chapter 2 real quick. Paul says this in verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your, trans- in your sins... And in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us, taking it away, nailing it to the cross. I better hear some amens there. Taking our sin away and nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Did you hear the story of what was said there? Basically, the power of God is what freed you and transformed you and gives you the opportunity to be here today and to live as a person of faith. It's the power of God that gives you the opportunity to be a part of God's kingdom. Listen to the language that Paul uses in verse 10. In Christ, you have been brought to fullness. You didn't have much of a part in that, did you? In Christ, you have been brought. You didn't drag yourself there. You didn't work on it. You didn't become full in yourself. In Christ, you have been brought to fullness. In verse 11, in him... Your heart was circumcised. In him, you had the circumcision that only comes from God that makes you pure and holy. In verse 11, your whole self was put off. Having been buried in baptism, you were also raised with him. You don't hear. When you buried yourself, when you raised yourself, having been buried... You were raised with him. This isn't about us. This is about God. Verse 13, when you were dead, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us our sins. He has taken it away. He has disarmed the powers and authorities. Are you getting it? This is not something that you or I do. This is something that God does. The transformation that we've been praying for all week, this get rid of this and make me an instrument of this, this transformation to holiness can only come through God's power. It's incredible. Being transformed into the image of God is not something you can do. It only comes through the miraculous power of God. I was reading a book this week um, by another Nazarene pastor, and he was talking about the church camp salvation experience. How many of you went to church camp at some point in your life? Okay, how many of you had a spiritual, like either a salvation experience or a rededication experience at church camp at some point in your life? Okay, what he was talking about was, was the idea that a lot of times what happens in that church camp, and we, I, this is, I'm not minimizing that experience, but a lot of times what happens is we go to this, this church camp, or, or we'll just change this, and we'll say a conference, or we'll say, we'll, we'll even say just a great worship service for those of you that haven't been to church camp. Maybe it was, maybe it was an Andy Stanley message you heard, or a Billy Graham message you heard. Maybe you went to a Promise Keepers event, or maybe you went to one of Billy Graham big things and what happens is we go to these events and there's this great moment where we say yes God I want this but a lot of times what follows that when we get back from camp when we get back from that experience when we get back to regular life we have trouble with the transformation part of it Maybe in that great experience, it was like, yes, I'm all in. I'm going to quit that bad stuff, and I'm going to be this great person. I'm going to be righteous. And we get back into life, 
And we find that that's a little bit harder than we thought it was. It wasn't just this, boom, it's, it's easy. Listen, I'm not minimizing those spiritual experiences. Those are real. God works through those. But I want you to understand, if it's not the power of God that goes home with us, if it's not the power of God that we're living in and working in every day, we're disconnected to the power source. And that's when those spiritual highs turn in to the everyday, regular pain and struggle. We all know that we struggle with this. We all make resolutions every year and we fail to live up to them. We all say that we're going to stop doing the things that we know we shouldn't do. But the truth is we are incapable of transforming ourselves into the image of God without God's power. That's the bad news. The good news is this. God wants to give you that transformation. The God that created it all, the God that is over all powers and authorities, wants to and will give you the transformation that you need into God's image. The good news today, the bad news, you can't do it on your own. The good news, there's a God that's right here with you that wants to make you holy and give you the life that you were created for. So in prayer... We plug into the power of the Creator to become who we were created to be. There's no one better you can plug into if you're trying to become who you were created to be than the Creator. So in prayer, we plug into the Creator to become who we were created to be. Tim Keller, I'm going to quote him several times. I love his, his books. I read one of his books. He says this, To come to the Father in Jesus' name and not our own is to come fully cognizant that we are being heard because of the costly grace in which we stand. Do you understand that we wouldn't be here today? We wouldn't have the opportunity of faith if it wasn't for the work that God and Jesus Christ have already done. And so we plug in to the Creator. The first source of our power is transformation. When we empty ourselves, when we don't do it on our own, but when we plug into the power source, we can be transformed into who God created us to be. The second way is that God's power works in our lives in helping us withstand and endure the things that we face. Back to chapter 1 and verse 11, it said, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you might have great endurance and patience. Think about what we're reading here. Think about this. This is a a letter that's written by Paul to the church of Colossae. And do you know where he's writing this letter from? He's writing this letter from prison. Paul, who was in prison for the gospel, Paul, who's in chains, is writing to the church, who's not in chains, who's doing okay. Paul is writing them and saying, I hope that you will know God. I hope that you will be transformed. I hope that you will have the power of God so that you can have endurance and patience for what you face. The guy who's writing the letter is facing it. And he's telling you that the power of God is enough. The power of God will help you endure and have patience in what you're facing. This is incredible. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes we look at people and we think, how do they do it? How are they still praising God? I look at my mom. I'll never forget when they called us over, we all sat down. And they told us that she'd been diagnosed with cancer 
and we had this this moment. And you know what I'll never forget? That she was up in the choir the next week. And that every chance she has, she's worshiping God. And I look at her and I think, man, how do you do it? And there are some of you here today. There are some of you here this morning that I look at and I think, how do you do it? How do you every day bring yourself to worship with the circumstances that are going on around you? The truth is we do it through the power of the ultimate power source, Jesus Christ. Because of that power source, you can have endurance and patience for what you're facing I don't know what you're facing today. I'm sure there are a lot of you in here that came into church this morning with a heavy weight on your heart. I'm sure there are a lot of you that came in here this morning just struggling. Maybe maybe it's physical. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe you're just really struggling to live out your faith in the area that you're living in or working in. Maybe you're just struggling in your relationships. I know that there are people in here this morning that walked in here this morning feeling a cloud was over them and feeling like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know that's the case, but I, I got good news for you. You have a power source. You have a God that walks with you in your difficult times. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care how big it is. Our God is greater. Our God is greater. You don't have to worry about it. You will have the endurance and the patience if you plug into the power source. If you trust God, Colossians 2, I'm going to go back. It said in verse 13, when you were dead in your sins and your, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and, and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. In verse 15, I love this. Listen to this. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The good news today is whatever you face, whatever it is that's in front of you, no matter how hard it is to live your faith out at work, no matter how sick you are, no matter how big your struggle, God has already disarmed the powers and authorities. God is bigger, God is stronger, and you have a power source that you just need to plug into and that power source will help you be who you were created to be, even in the midst of your struggle. If you're really dealing with it today, if you're struggling, plug into the power source. God will sustain you. Another Keller quote, he says, Prayer requires and creates restful trust and confident hope. Prayer requires and creates restful trust and confident hope. Listen to this prayer. I want you to listen to this prayer and I want you to pray it when you need to pray it. Father, I trust that you are with me and I am confident that what I face is nothing compared to your glory and power. There may be some of you in here today that are saying, I don't know. I don't, you don't know what I'm going through. There's some tough stuff. Listen, you need restful trust and confident hope. The power source, the God that we worship today is a God that can get you through anything, not just get you through it, but can transform you into holy likeness in the midst of it. God is enough. And so the second way, the first way we're transformed, or the first way, the first way the power works in us is that the power transforms us into God's image. The second way is that it gives us endurance and patience to face what we have to face. The third is this, that God's power is the source of everything we do to impact the world around us. 
The power source not only transforms us, the power source not only gets us through, but the power source is how we operate. It's how we make a difference in the world around us. It's how the kingdom comes. And so we meet here this morning, and I hope you understand that that worshiping together as Westchester Nazarene is not just about worshiping together as Westchester Nazarene. It's about becoming who God created us to be and transforming the world around us. And the way that that happens is through the power of God. I want you to notice something. Colossians 1, if you read it, it starts, the first verse says this, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother. So listen, this is Paul writing. He says, Paul, me, but then he he has this qualifying thing in there. An apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Paul understands that there is power in the name. Paul understand there's power in that. And you know this. There is power in names. You guys know this, right? I, 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 find, I find it fascinating. Like, have you ever listened to like a great... So in the Nazarene church, if you're not super Nazarene, um, that's okay. But in the Nazarene church, I'm going to walk down here and get a tissue because I did a lot of crying and didn't prepare myself. Um, in the Nazarene church, we got pastors and churches. And then we've got, um, then we've got districts. So um, our former pastor, Pastor Bob, my father, became the district superintendent. And then outside of districts, we have the general superintendents. And so we have these six general superintendents. And I have this theory that just becoming a general superintendent or a district superintendent makes you a better speaker. I, I don't know what it is, but when I listen to general superintendents speak, there is just something about it. Like when, when I hear, when I hear, um, when I hear David Graves get up and speak, there's just like the, sometimes I think like, hey, I could say what he says and people would not respond the same way they're responding to him. I'm serious. Like that, you know, there's something about being a general superintendent or a district superintendent. There's something about that. And so I, I was really anxious to see what happened with dad when he became the district superintendent. Would his preaching all of a sudden be a lot more powerful? I don't know. You guys can tell me. I've heard him speak. It was great, but I thought he was great before. But there's power in names. In fact, I think just just taking a different position gives you more credibility or or power. I don't know. There's power in a name, though. Why is there power in a name? Because it's more than just a name. Because a name is more than a word. It's your essence. In our culture, it's what you've accomplished. If you're a general superintendent, it's not just the name general superintendent. It's the fact that you have been elected to lead the Nazarene church. There's power in that. You are one of the six people that we elected to be the head of the church. That's a big deal. The Pope has some power because of the Pope. That's incredible. There's power in names, but it's not just... It's not just the word, it's the essence. In the Old Testament, your name meant something. Your name meant something huge. In the Old Testament, your name was more than just a name. It was your essence. It was who you are. And people tend to live out who their name was. It was part of their character. I believe this is true today as well. Maybe not just like what your name means, but but your name carries with it what you've accomplished. And some of you know this because your name has either been great because of things that have been done before you or in your time, or your name maybe hasn't been so great and people look at you a certain way because of your name. And so there's power in the name. Think about this. I come in the name of blank. Depending what name you put in that blank, there's a big difference. Think about that. You could be at work and your employee, hey, uh, Brian over there, said that you should do this. Yeah, okay, whatever. Tell, tell Brian to bite the wall, right? But the boss said that you better do this. Oh, okay, I'm at it. There's power in the name that's attached there. What about the, the president of the United States? What about elected leaders? There's power in that. If, if somebody showed up to your doorstep and said, the president would like to meet with you, Anyone else that showed up to your doorstep and said, hey, someone would like to meet with you? Nope, not interested. See you later. 
But the president would like, whoa, okay, the president. Or here, here's maybe the best example. I tell the kids, hey, can you tell um, Sam to be quiet downstairs? And Eli walks downstairs and says, Sam, be quiet. And how does Sam react? How does Sam react? Yeah, he doubles down. He says, I'm doubling down on the noise uh, creativity. I'm going to make it as loud as I can. And then I say, Eli, get back up here. And Eli walks back up and I say, Eli, you go downstairs and you tell Sam that daddy said, be quiet. And he goes downstairs and it gets quiet because there's power in that name of daddy, right? There's power and there's power in the name. And so when we pray, when we worship, when we serve, when we plan, we should do all of that in the name of Jesus. We should be plugged into the power source that is Jesus. Think about it. We say, when we pray, we say, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And that's not just so the people who are sitting around your table at the restaurant know who you're talking to. That's not just, so that's not just cause we, what we learned to pray. I hope you understand that when we say we pray in Jesus name, we pray in Jesus name because in Jesus name is the power and the authority. It's Jesus name that conquered the powers and authorities and principalities in our world, not our name. We don't just pray using Jesus' name so you know who we're talking to. We pray because there's power in Jesus' name. And so, and so when we're praying in Jesus' name, we're tuning into the power, the power source that is above all else. It's not a magical like, hey, I said Jesus' name, so it's going to happen. That's not how it is. It's a plea saying, God, this isn't about me. I come to you in Jesus' name. I submit myself. I empty myself in Jesus' name so that you can work. And so we pray in Jesus' name. Listen, church, followers of Christ, don't go into the world in your own power. Don't go into the world in your own power. Go in the power of the Almighty God. Have you ever noticed that in Scripture the people we read about aren't people that just made great accomplishments on their own? Most of them, all of them were people that could not accomplish what they accomplished without the power of God. There is power in Jesus Name. And so I'm going to ask you again as we close the same question I asked you at the start. What is your source of power? It should be God. And the way that we plug into that power source, the way that we plug into God is through prayer, through knowing God, through allowing God to transform us, and living in the power of Jesus' name. This is last Keller quote, I promise, for today. Prayer is the way that all the things that we believe in and Christ has won for us become our strength. Prayer is the way that truth is worked into our hearts to create new instincts, reflexes, and disposition. The power of prayer is that it connects us to the God that is over everything. The band is going to come up now. And I want us to close out our service together, spending some time in prayer. We're going to sing a song and, and, and during this song, we're going to, we're going to take breaks and we're going to pray about these three things. The first thing being that it's God's power that transforms us. We can't be transformed into the image of God without the power of God. The second thing that it's God's power that allows us to endure and be patient in the things that we face. And so we're going to pray for that. And the third thing, it's God's power that's going to transform not just just us, but the world around us. It's God's power that's going to make us effective in reaching the world and being who God created us to be. And so this morning, as we sing this, this song, there's, there's going to be some breaks in it. We're going to pray together. I'm going to lead you through that. But I want this to be a time of prayer for you. And so I just want you to know we have altars. They're open. If you want to come down and pray and kneel at the altar during this song as we pray, you're welcome to. 
If you want to stay right where you're at, that's okay. But I want this time to be a time of prayer where we we pray first that God will continue to transform us. We pray second that God will give us the strength to face what we have to face. And third, that God will be the power that sends us, that makes us effective. And so we're going to sing together. And I want you to be praying during this time. You were the word at the beginning. With God, the Lord most high. You hid in glory and creation. Now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful before you and first off Lord we want to pray for your transformation and so father I pray that each one of us now would just bow our hearts before you would would submit ourselves to you and I pray Lord that coming to church would not just be an act of showing up and checking a box but I pray Lord that you would be actively transforming each of us into your image I pray that we wouldn't have these mountaintop faith experiences that that turn into valleys of struggle and disorientation and disillusionment. Father, I pray that each one of our prayers right now would be that you would transform us into who you created us to be. Take some time and pray, Lord, let that be your prayer. Lord, transform me. Make me holy. Make me who you created me to be. Take some time and pray that. Father, it's in Jesus' name. It's in Jesus' name and it's in Jesus' power that we are transformed. And so we submit ourselves to you today. one of us would just offer our situations to you. I pray that each one of us would think about the things that that we face, the challenges, the struggles, whether whether it's following you in a world that doesn't follow you, whether it's whether it's being holy and, and being transformed in a culture, in a work, in a family, in a home that's that's not living those principles out. Lord, I know that there are some this morning that are just struggling with illness, with sickness, with pain. 
I know there are some that are struggling with loss. I know there are some that are struggling with relationships. Father, I pray that those things that are in front of us, that we would, would have a confident hope and a restful trust that you are with us and you are bigger. And so, so Father, each of us right now offer the things in front of us to you in Jesus' name. Offer what's in your life in Jesus' name. Say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. Take it. Give me the power. Give me the strength to endure and not just endure, but to thrive and to be who you created me to be. Father, we give you the circumstances we face in Jesus' name. transformation as we prayed for strength to face what we have lord i pray for strength to be who you called us to be i pray for each person that's here today that has has built a relationship with you has has had a relationship with you that you did that you created that that you initiated i pray lord that as each one of us has a relationship with you i pray lord that you would use us that you would use us to make an impact on the world around us, that you would use us to build your kingdom. Lord, I pray as Westchester Church of the Nazarene that we are a part of something much bigger than just this church, but I pray, Lord, that we would be sourced by your power that is over all the things that we face, that's over the other powers and authorities. I pray, Lord, that as we minister, that as we walk every day, that we would walk in your power, in your glory, and, and, and Lord, that you would give us the strength to make a difference in the world around us. So, Lord, each one of us offers ourselves to you now. Each one of us offers our lives to you now and prays that you would use us. Pray that you would use us to accomplish your work for your glory. We love you, Lord. We want you to give us strength and we want you to make us who you created us to be and give us the strength to do what you've called us to do. Father, we love you. Amen. Would you stand with this last song that we're going to sing? Like 
Jesus, 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 oh Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim, kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that. Let's just do the first half of that, Jesus. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Let's keep going, Jesus. practiced our prayer for this week. This week we're praying that God's power would transform us. We're praying that God's power would give us the strength to face what we're facing. And we're praying that God's power would be at work in our lives so we could be who God created us to be and do what God created us to do. Listen, don't miss the power source. Don't miss out on God's power in your life. So as you go every day, pray, connect into that power source and be transformed into who God created you to be. And let's live out the calling that God's put on our life. Have a great day and stay connected to that name that's above every other name, Jesus. Amen.